0: Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for
2: details.
3: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Sports Radio. Radio. This is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas. Your host, R.J. Bell. <laughs>
5: You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas. It's a Wednesday on 200 plus FSR stations across this great nation. We've got one of the pros who knows in studio, but we're not in studio. We're not going to go against social distancing. He's ensconched behind the walls of wealth. How's the count on that, Steve Fezzik? Because to me... I think you admitted you ventured out for one doctor's appointment. How long have you been outside the walls of wealth since this all started?
3: 16 days. And I I want
5: to say this. How long have you been outside during those 16 days?
3: Four times.
5: Oh, my gosh. So one time was for the doctors. What was the other? I mean, was it like some triple payout on the poker machines before one of them shut down? I mean, (laughs) what, what caused it?
3: Just walks to get vitamin D that's supposed to be
5: good for You, you know yeah, what, RJ? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't walk outside the walls of wealth, though, did you? <laughs>
3: Not far from it. I miss you. I miss <laughs> you, RJ Bell. It's
5: been that long. You've got to wonder how long that was going to take. I, I think it went over the total. But we got Steve Fezzik, only two-time Super Contest Champion. He deserves the wealth. He just uh, – I think he accentuates it a little too much. But, you know, my dad's a coal miner, so, I mean, you know, we're just different people. Silver Spoons, but not a Silver Spoon. He's in Los Angeles. He's our Joe, Jonas Knox.
6: Always good to be here, RJ. And, yes, on a day in which we've got trade rumors in the NFL draft, a quarterback's future up in the air. What is a Vegas lead here on a Wednesday?
5: You know, it's dawning on me, Jonas. I would have had my Silver Spoons theme song ready to go, when we're talking with Fez and because of this virus, it, it, something else taken from the country. I mean, I'm getting a little peeved <laughs> trying to have fun with it here, but you know, I do think, and I'm going to start with this real quick uh, today. I think, you know, I haven't talked much about the virus, the details of it, because you know, it's not my expertise. I do consume a, a significant amount of news and I do follow politics quite closely, but, again, as an amateur. And one thing that I see very clearly, because you can tell the stations that are usually, you know, MSNBC is going to be usually left, usually almost always left-tilted, Fox, right-tilted. Now, if you're a right guy, you're going to say, no, that's the center. And if you're a left guy, you're going to say MSNBC is the center. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's human nature. But when they agree on things— You can feel pretty sure that that's the truth, right? Because if they're both agreeing from each side and what I think is unequivocally true is that the efforts taken by the country with the social distancing and quite frankly, the, the business consequence of a lot of it, whereas, hey, we could have made more money doing it this way, but more people would have gotten sick. Now, what makes those questions complex is, well, how much? Illness, pain comes from poverty, right? So a lot of, you know, if you're around a poor area for any period of time, you're going to hear a lot of people say, hey, I'd rather live X number of years, you know, up on my feet than on my knees. And so, listen, these are complicated issues. Where's that line protecting people while understanding if they're poor, they're unprotected. If the country's poor, a lot of debates. But the country has done I think a, a pretty strong effort at the distancing. I mean Jonas isn't going to the gym if you know, he can't I think he could get into some of the Uh, you know, private outlaw gyms, but he won't even do that, right, Jonah? Or is it you just can't get in? Which one?
6: I'm doing my part. And also I wanted to see, it's kind of a a test of, all right, with no weights, just using body weight and sort of like exercise (laughs) equipment. How can I get this done? So I'm learning a lot. I'm learning new
5: things. That would be such a good Twitch stream is just your stream of consciousness (laughs) as you're thinking about, should you wipe that down? I mean, it would be fascinating. But here's what I know that the doctors, the the people that really understand this stuff, are talking very positively about the effects these efforts have had. And first of all, for everyone that's done it, you're a part of it. Thank you. I mean, we should all be thanking each other for that. But also, what we're going to see this week, and it's happening already, is the amount of cases and the amount of deaths are going to start feeling like, oh, my gosh, this thing's getting bigger and bigger. And there's, you know, a lot of talk and go look it up yourself might be, you know, 250,000 quarter million, you know, American U.S. deaths are pretty much the projection right now. Now, that's a huge number. I mean, think, uh, you know, some people are saying that's two foot, you know, two football stadiums plus, you know, Michigan, you know, whatever, 100,000 plus. Yeah, no doubt. The question is, how much bigger would it have been if we didn't do these things? And what is the lag time on these efforts? And again, as an amateur that's attentive to it, my understanding is that the lag time is multiple weeks. That The things we're doing today will benefit the count of cases 14 days, 17 days, 21 days from now. So because things that are happening now, the numbers don't seem great, that's based on things three weeks ago when we really weren't as aggressive. So I just, the one thing I thought, oh, if people are reacting like, hey, we just changed pitchers and, uh uh-oh, just gave up six runs, doesn't seem like that pitching change was too good. Well, in this case, the things that we did, yeah. 14 to 17 days ago is affecting today and the things we're doing today affecting ahead. So obviously not great numbers. I mean, any death is a bad thing if it's, you know, not a natural one. And, but by all accounts, it's really helping, which seems weird with such big numbers potentially. But I thought that was worth saying. Jonas, let me ask you one more question because it's dawned on me. We have not talked about this. It dawned on me that, I think I understand. I think I understand. The whole thing about if you're healthy and you're the type, let's say, an NBA player, and even though it wouldn't necessarily affect you all that much, and again, you never know, but in general, young, healthy player wouldn't be as affected even if they get it. Why, if I asked you, is it so important that that NBA player, for example, doesn't get it, what would you say?
6: Uh, I would say just affecting the people around him, like who he may come in contact with.
5: So the theory is he gets it. He may be atypical with his uh, symptoms, so he doesn't even necessarily feel it. But the person that is in contact with him gets it, and they have trouble with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I agree with you. I don't think the news has been particularly clear about that. And, I mean, Fez, uh, again, I, I'm guessing you've been watching a decent amount of this. How, would you have had the clear answer on that one?
3: I think I do, RJ, and it's not just the direct uh, people, the NBA players, come into contact. They come into contact with a trainer. That trainer has another friend who's a trainer rehab guy who maybe does rehab in senior citizen centers. You can see the trickle down and the impact.
5: Yeah, so the old story back with uh, when I was growing up, in the late eighties when it came to like saying, you know, abstinence when it came to sex was, Hey, you're sleeping with everyone that person has ever slept with. Now I didn't always fully contemplate that. I can't lie at the bar, but it, it kind of sticks with you. And the, the concept's a powerful one. And just imagine that NBA player. And you had some depiction of him in a cartoon walking around, but everywhere he walks by, there's a little red you know, area that's the the virus, you can envision that, yeah, how many people are you in contact with? That's the number of people you're going to affect. In theory, not that everyone necessarily is going to get it from you, but that's, you know, each individual is going to have a certain amount of uh, protection against such things, immune systems. But in general, if everyone stayed to themselves with no contact, in theory, it'd be, you know, done. But obviously that's not, possible, the whole flattening the curve. So to me, I feel like everyone's assumed that that was obvious. And I'm not saying most people couldn't put it together, but leaving even a little doubt, I feel like it's like, you know, it should be explicitly said is if if we're not spreading it around, whoever has it, then it's not going to be around as long. I mean, it kind of is powerful in its simplicity. And because to me, I can't lie. I was a little off on this at the beginning. Because my thought was, okay, well, the flu is going to kill this many people, which is a big number, a shocking number, if you add it up over the country and the world. And I'm thinking, all right, this flu is a worse flu, was my thinking. And it's like, all right, so the mortality rate goes up by whatever amount. So it's worse than the flu, but okay. But the idea that if you just take a number like a tenth of a percent, the mortality rate, let's say the typical flu, and then you go up by 5X or whatever it ends up being, now the whole viral element of it, whereas it's not just about uh, two weeks or a week being sick or whatever, but rather the number of people that get it go up, thus it grows faster. And then finally, the last point that has always been key, whoever's going to get this is probably going to get it at some point. The theory is most people in the next couple of years, but everyone getting it at once would be the problem yeah. b- because of the hospitals. Right. So they only have so many ventilators, so many, whatever. So flatten the curve. So to me, I'm going to be extra. I mean, I, I try so hard to be careful and not pontificate on, you know, if it's a disagreement, a matter of opinion, I'm, you know, hey, fast can say one thing, I say the other, you know, chocolate vanilla ice cream, as I like to say. All right, we got our opinion, but some things are just right and some things are wrong, and I try very hard to be right about the things I'm an expert in, and I try not to have strong opinions about things I'm not. I was probably Jonas a little, dis- you know, I wasn't overly dismissive. I bet most listeners would say. I don't remember that, but in my heart I felt like I was being a little bit like not taking this as seriously as I do now, and it was ignorance, and And I do think that it's important you know, because there is skepticism about the media, and I think it's warranted, yeah. you know and there's skepticism about uh, the government, and I think often that's warranted, it doesn't mean that the media is always wrong, it doesn't mean that the government's always wrong, And and I think that this is the case where You know, we are lucky enough to have this platform. We got to be very, you know, we got to be very careful with uh, only really stating as an expert the things that we're expert at. So, Fez, no baseball talk from you. (laughs) (laughs) Any closing thoughts from anyone on... I, I, on just, impromptu talk.
6: I just think that people have they have trust issues with the media, as you said, because we're not and I, I don't think you're alone in in thinking that were you possibly being, you know, um, sort of dismissive of the seriousness of this when you're given so many mixed signals from so many different reports, somebody saying it's a big deal, somebody saying it's not as big of a deal and they're both doctors and then somebody's got a political agenda and then. You just you don't know who to trust. Like you don't know like who's giving you the truth, and you're kind of your head spins after a while. And I think that's why people have escaped to sports radio and wanting to watch Netflix and watching Tiger King and something because they just you don't know where you're day to day whether it's going to be more bad news or a glimmer of hope, and then somebody shoots down that glimmer of hope and says you don't know what you're talking about. I think people are just confused in general, and they don't know who to who to trust.
5: No, I agree with that, and, and I think some of it could be at times. Uh... Uh, or certainly is at times political agendas. Other times, it's just the experts don't know, but there's a probability. Uh, I think the mask thing is a great example of that, where they were, you know, a lot of smart people, and I'll put it in quotes, was laughing at the people with the masks. And ultimately what we figured out, or the experts have, is that it really helps in stopping the spread. So if it's there, your mask isn't going to stop it going in necessarily, but it's not going to go out into the world as much. See, that's interesting, right? Because ultimately the person that would have went out going, hey, I'm protecting myself from all the bad things out there. That's my imitation right there okay, he's good. not he's not real smart that guy <laughs> and, and he was just playing wrong but you know something he was really helping by wearing the mask if there's any example of life right there you can be doing it for all the wrong reasons and help and vice versa too so all right we're gonna take a break when we come back right into sports but we're gonna start with mark cuban was talking again about the NBA. He said something different than last time, but something I believe that is very optimistic about the NBA.
6: That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day store pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,600 AutoZone locations. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Nutrifol.com, spelled N U T R A F O L, promo code C R SHOW. That's Nutrifol.com, promo code C R SHOW. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers, and I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now
2: and hit follow.
4: What's up? I'm John Wall.
2: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
6: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We could have some sort of an idea of when the NBA season will continue. That coming up here in a couple of moments.
5: Or what the Vegas lead is 15 minutes later. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, great day to join us, though. You know, this is so fun in a way because we know – that the stakes go up, that the listeners out there, there's more of them, and and they need something good, something entertaining, something thought-provoking more. It's inspiring us, and, you know, you inspire us. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio, so we want to thank you for that. Right here in Vegas right now, on the Strip, 81 degrees. The neon is off still, unfortunately. And, Jonas, I'm just going to give the Vegas lead so we can get started. It is Mark Cuban, was on ESPN today and talked a lot about everything, you know, him and him and the, the Tampa Bay Bucks, Bruce Arians are doing their Hollywood blockbuster tour. <laughs> They're on every show twice a week. But I think some interesting stuff from Cuban.
6: Yeah, he's not as confident as he once was. He thought about a May start date to the NBA, uh, I want to say, about a week ago. That was his thinking, or maybe two weeks ago. And now he says uh, he's not totally sure. Uh, He thought before the start of June. But now, according to Mark Cuban, quote, who knows? So we listen to the scientists.
5: So it felt like that he got a little tongue lashing from uh, the commissioner is my guess. Because he, it, it was like he had a set answer that he wasn't going to give an answer on any specific day. Um, it, did it feel that way to you?
6: It, it felt like, yeah, maybe he, after speaking and sort of giving some optimism, maybe there was a conversation and it was like, listen, listen, listen. Um, it's it's less likely. I know you want to be an optimist, but let's not get everybody's hopes up because then when a call comes crashing down, yeah. they're going to blame us and I, they're going to. I actually you.
5: think I think the opposite. In this way, I think that the odds that it's May 30th or whatever have gone down with what he said. But I believe the odds that there's going to be an NBA finish to the NBA season have gone up. I believe we're venturing into, unless it's very unexpected, unless something happens that we're not currently contemplating, which is possible always, right, in life, I believe the odds have gone up. With an NBA season, because remember, as much as he was non Cuban was non-committal. later in that interview, they asked him, you know, so in fact, Stephen, a said, well, you know, it looks like that there's a lot, you know, different ways it won't be a season. And Cuban jumped in and said, well, actually, I believe that we're going to get something uh, done no matter what, you know, you know, I don't think he used the word no matter what, but. It seems like that the problem he got pushed back on was being so specific because yeah. people could latch on to it like we did. And it only makes sense if someone says over-unders June 1st, I'm going to talk about the over-unders June 1st. But, so I think he avoided that without really being pessimistic in any way about the chance of of the resumption of the season. Would you agree with that?
6: Yeah. And I think that, the, look, President Trump had this same issue. And when he threw out Easter as a ho- hopeful time that the country will bounce back, that that was their hope. And everybody latched onto that. Like that was a, a proclamation, which it wasn't. It was hopefully we can have the country economically start back up by then. But as we've seen now, it's going to be, you know, a little bit longer than that.
5: Yeah. Ho- hopefully not too much longer. And, and you know, listen, FDR, uh, Franklin Roosevelt, as Archie Bunker would say back in the day. <laughs> my mom and, and all my family loved the All in the Family, so that was on when I was a kid a ton. And it, it, you know, they talk about baseball during WW2, how FDR was adamant about keep it keep baseball going. You know, Ted Williams might be over fighting, but you know we need America's pastime. The NBA, you can see, is very aggressively, though, without trying to seem aggressive, trying to wrap their arms around it. Because the NFL is benefiting in a way from, if everything goes the timeline that people generally expect, the NFL won't be overly affected by this initially. Again, who knows how this changes down the road or whatever. So that's a benefit for the NFL, right? You don't have this pandemic overly affecting right. your league, or let's say the least of any of the major leagues in America. But on the other hand, when you're in a fight with someone, when they're your brothers in arms, as they say, you feel closer. You feel an affinity to them, right? I want to be in a foxhole with that guy. Well, the NBA, it seems like is purposely, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but they're trying to be like, Hey, we're on the front lines with the American public and by coming back and in a way representing, turning the corner, representing the worst is behind us, is the result when that first ball goes up, the tip ball, you know, the first tip to start the game, if that is symbolic, Jonas, of America's back, then the NBA's won a big victory there.
6: Yeah and and I think you know once once whenever these sports do come back I think there's going to be such an appreciation for them because they were gone uh, that it's going to be really celebrated and the NFL is just luck of the draw, I guess you could call it. The NFL got their Super Bowl done, even got their combine done. And the only real, you know, mandatory playing that needs to come up next would be a, you know, a season and that's several months away. So these leagues are suffering, but when they come back, I think they will be celebrated for sure.
5: And I think that that being symbolically representing that is something the NBA sees great value in. And I think they're right. And I think that that makes the odds of us getting a season or the finish of the season, even higher. We talked about the NFL. I think we were both around 90%, a little bit less that there'd be an NFL season. Jonas. Yeah. I would say NBA season, I would put up above 80 myself because I've heard talk of even, Oh, just make the playoffs two out of three games, you know, play all the round. I mean, if you're hearing that floated and it's by people that wouldn't just make it up I'm not saying that's likely or anything. I'm saying if they're already saying that's viable, well, geez, what isn't viable then, right? So, it, meaning that unless no one's allowed leaving the house yet, it feels like they're going to get a season in. And, and to me, that's a good thing. Fez, what's your overall takeaway?
3: You know, I got to tell you, RJ, the news that Wimbledon got canceled today, not postponed, but canceled. Has me more pessimistic because what's safer? Oh,
5: jeez, you can't look at the British like that. I mean, the British are the British, right? Two dudes I mean... <laughs> hitting the ball a hundred feet apart across the net. You would think
3: they could have found a way to make this happen. So because of that, I've lowered my chance of there being an NFL season. But I agree with you. Still lowered a from what to favorite. what?
5: Oh, whoa, 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 from what
3: to what? I'm down to, I was I was at uh, 93%. I'm down to 75% that starts on time.
5: All right, so this is beautiful. Then I lay, I'm going to lay 300. <laughs> what's Honestly, what's the limit here?
3: Well, 300 is my number.
5: I know. I'm going to lay minus 300.
3: Well, that's like a no-vig bet. I don't have any uh, edge.
5: Well, yeah, exactly. We, we go no-vig. What oh, we fair, that, fair, that's what we do here. Fair, you, fair you, enough. Do you well, how about we're going to wait till the other one's dead if we're going to be laying big to each other because it's not going to happen. That the season will not start on time. No, that's all- – oh, whoa, whoa, now you're making stuff up. <laughs> you said, I'm going down to 75% to be a season. A be a, you didn't say start the exact day. I so,
3: misspoke. 75% oh, it starts uh, on isn't time. Isn't that
5: interesting, Jonas? When the, when the bank <laughs> roll comes out is when people misspoke. If anyone wants to know why it's cold cash over hot takes, there it is. There it is. I think he's gotta do a three hundred dollar to win a hundred penalty bat. Just a little nuisance bat. In fact, Faz, I'm gonna ha- I don't do this often. I'm gonna to have to rule on this. Wait, hold on, it's RJ CEO coming up. Ruling is a hundred dollar minimum, Steve Fazek. You know, I agree with that. Actually, R.J. was pretty—he <laughs> was pretty right on, right there. Do you, okay,
6: do you think R.J. Do you think the season starts on time?
5: Which well, R.J. Are you talking, CEO R.J. or or the host of the show, R.J.
6: The Voice of Vegas, oh, R.J. Bell? Do well, you, that one's think, a blend. Do you think this? Do you think the season starts on time, or are you are you ninety percent like you are that the season will take place? That well, the that's a lower.
5: Well, I mean, that wouldn't be logical, right? Because obviously, it's a lower bar to have a, a, a shift in the weeks by some modest degree, then cancel the season. I think the odds of canceling the season are literally tantamount to equal to the odds that that, that the whole world is changed and it's never going to be the same.
6: I, get, I agree. Right?
5: Because yeah. to me, that's the only thing that's going to stop there from being an NFL season. Like if somehow I want to be like, write the script to a scary movie right now, but if there's some mutation of this virus and now it's doubly as uh, contagious and it's starting to kill like 20% of the people, obviously all bets are going to be off, right? It's time to worry about water at that point. And you won't ever see Fez again. He'll be in the mountain and no ISDN lines in the mountain. And, (laughs) but other than that, I mean, tell me the scenario, Jonas, there's no NFL season that, that is that, uh, that isn't that severe, meaning that the circumstances aren't that severe.
6: I mean, it would have to be catastrophic. Yeah, but I, I just I, I don't I don't see that. And, and I actually I find it hard to believe that the season wouldn't start on time. Like, I agree I'm, with I'm that, much,
5: But, it, but it is a lower bar. Obviously. No,
6: Yeah, definitely lower bar. But, I, I mean, what percentage would you put it at and how would that equate uh, to that?
5: I would probably put that percentage around fastest number for the no season. I'd say uh, 75% that it starts on time, 25% is a week or two shift. Okay. Because, uh, again, it won't be necessarily because they can't be ready by September 4th or whatever. But rather, and this is why the Olympics is so complex is there's so much lead up to some of these events and the Olympics is, the, you know, as complex as anything when it comes to all the different considerations, when it comes to the logistics and and security and all. So I'm really, if anything you want to have some optimism and Jonas, you follow the, the news, the breaking stories more than me it broke there was the olympics were going to get pushed a year but that was a false report right is that they're saying it's it's possible but it's also possible to start on time am i correct on that I, the
6: last i saw was that they got postponed that they got moved back okay you know yeah.
5: something maybe uh, uh, it is Mac-
6: April Fool's, so you never know. To today's, there's all sorts of stuff out there that.
5: are Oh, okay, mean, okay. Yeah. I think so, it's
6: a done deal, RJ. That they're guys,
5: listen. After your minus hundred. <laughs> all right. So, so let's get that straight as we wrap up this topic. You understand, Steve, that that's only fair. You got to have the minimum hundred dollar win for me. If you put out a bad number like that. That's the
3: rules we play by on this show. The green button is pressed, RJ.
5: This is the life we've chosen, as Hyman Roth has said. And that is true. This is the life we've chosen. What I'm going to do is... uh you know, let's do this, Jonas. Fez mentioned Wimbledon. Do you have any other take on that, or is this just the British being the British?
6: Um, I mean, I I, I have no idea what the British are. I've never been to England, so I don't know. Well, I, I don't even. Know know.
5: I haven't been hardly out, away from the Bellagio for a long time, but I'll tell you this: I watched out a few a years of Dalton Abbey, so I think I understand the British um, pretty well. I
6: I I think the reason why the NFL is getting so much pushback is because people are being Almost overly cautious. Not that it's a bad ah. thing, and I just wonder because when was Wimbledon set to take place? June, if, if I'm not mistaken. June uh, 29th yeah, it's usually, or July it's
5: usually, 12th? Oh, go ahead.
6: So yeah, as June- you said, go ahead. June 29th and finished July 12th. I still think. I mean, can't we at least get through halfway through April? You know what it we- is?
5: Is if you look at the politics in Britain, is there's a sense that they didn't take this seriously enough? And so what's happening is, and again, this is from a distance, obviously, but they're they're trying to, like, in retrospect now, start being draconian about, well, let's not have this. Let's, let's take this seriously because there's a lot of pushback amongst the voters and gotcha. that, hey, the government wasn't watching close enough. So, yeah, yeah I think there's going to be an overreaction like there usually is. If something isn't considered enough, once that's shown, it gets considered perhaps too much after the fact. Right. But the horse is out of the barn. To me, that's the only—without there needing to be as much legit—it's not like the British have any great insight into the global pandemic as, you know, greater than our scientists or other scientists. So it's not like inside information here. It's they have a different political environment today, and thus they're dealing with the information differently. Just like, let's be candid, President Trump is an optimist generally. He's a believer— if you read the art of the deal or look at his history now, if you don't like him, you could say, well, he's a believer in this. is. And if you like him, you're going to say other things. But I think even the detractors and the supporters are going to say, Trump believes in the power of positive thinking. And you never hear him wringing his hands a bunch. And to me, I think that, you know, you could make the case. That was imperfect early, you know, talking about, Hey, we might get to zero here soon enough. Is you know meaning in a couple weeks at the time that probably caused some people not to take it as seriously, but I think in my life, optimism. Like if you have to say, are you going to be 10% too optimistic or 10% too pessimistic? If you had to pick one, I would always rather be 10% too optimistic. I think being an optimist hurts you only occasionally and it helps you most of the time. And but there are times I think. And with something like this, with the prevention around it, you know, who's to say, I think that that's going to be a political debate, but in general I would make the case that this is with Wimbledon more about their specific political situation.
6: Yeah. Cause if there's one sport where you could play a tournament, and the fans factor in less than any other as far as these big tournaments I would say tennis is the one I mean they tell fans to keep quiet while guys are while guys are on the court all the time tell them to keep down keep quiet so why you couldn't figure something out and last ditch effort put on Wimbledon without fans in attendance so it has to be a little bit of an overreaction
5: exactly and think and think about it Jonas is this is so far out You know, so all the way, I mean, we got April, May. We got literally like 90 days till Wimbledon was supposed to start. How in the heck does anyone know what's happening? (laughs) <laughs> like this, I mean, in 90 days, right? I mean, so to me, this is a perfect example, and, and you make a great case. If there was going to be no fans at Wimbledon, that would probably not hurt them as much as it no. would other sports. It, it goes to show you is, you know what they say, all politics is local, that there's local things going on in Britain that even watching Dalton Abbey isn't going to you know, give you insight on. I don't care how much you watch. <laughs> and what I'll say about the NFL, which is related, you, know, you talked about it just a little bit here. They're getting pushback in the sense that they are seeming so sure of themselves. I actually think that's a bum rap with the NFL. I think that's wrong. I think their corporate counsel said, we're proceeding as if we're going to start when we expected to start on the planned date. That doesn't mean they're certain of it. If they thought it was a 60% chance, it would make sense to proceed that way. But now everyone's acting like the NFL is, yeah. So it's, you know, the media in general is you say something once, you say it twice, you say it three times. Every time it's a little bit less accurate, like anything, the game of telephone, as they say. So to me, to close up all the virus talk, I do believe Cuban – is less sure about it could be let's say seven weeks from now or eight weeks from now that soon. I think that we as a country should be more sure by some degree that come July 15th, let's call it, that the NBA is going to be back. It could be much before that. I don't know. But I have no reason, Wimbledon included, to be less optimistic than I was a couple days ago. So to me, that's the key key point. Hey, Tom Brady.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
6: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up, uh, we'll call it about 10 minutes from now here on FSR. We do have a best bet. Believe it or not, your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Wednesday. I want to let you know we are brought to you by My Computer Career. Stop waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal. Take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes, meet just twice a week it's not rocket science it's mycomputercareer.edu i'm jonas knox voice of you the fan he is the voice of vegas rj bell
5: you know most of the time jonas i don't write the teases you know so in radio parlance the tease is what you would say before the commercial and the theory is oh that sounds good i gotta come you know i gotta stay occasionally like maybe in a five-day week i might write three teases right so there's going to be 15 a week so it's rare i actually wrote one for the first segment and we you know between the first and the second segment we're literally at that point right now (laughs) so the beauty is with one segment left i'm going to do a double tease though this is special so up next i have a best bet it's me having a best bet not fez though he's been hot let's be candid oh that xfl I have a best bet coming up and I'm going to tell you, Jonas, here it comes. I'm going to tell you why Cody Kessler is the most important name in sports today.
6: That's coming up next, but first straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day store pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,600 AutoZone locations. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I'm I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the van. He's R.J. Bell, the voice of Vegas, and it's money-making time next here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of Vegas!
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're gonna learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen.
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
6: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. And believe it or not, we have a best bet in this segment here on the NFL. What
5: would you think of my tease about Cody Kessler being the most important name in sports just today?
6: I mean nobody else is saying that.
5: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) At least it's original. Exactly. So let's tell the story. Kessler caught by the Pats. Now, did anyone expect him to do anything special? No. But it just really puts into stark contrast Tom Brady and what the Pats used to have. And for 20, well, you know, 18 years or so, it was this great thing. Obviously, his first two years, he wasn't a big name. But now you have, not Cody Kessler, but Brian Hoyer and Stidham. Now, Fez, you do your quarterback rankings. You got your XFL rankings. Where's Hoyer at in your rankings, and how many do you have listed?
3: I have 39 listed, RJ.
5: 39, you say?
3: Yes, Hoyer is number 38.
5: All right, so Hoyer's 38. Who could be 39? Stidham. So you're saying the two – now, What? here's the confusing part. There's 32 teams. So you're saying there's seven quarterbacks or seven teams are going to get a second quarterback. How do you pick those seven teams?
3: Well, we got Winston, Dalton, and Newton floating around in Never Never Land. We got Burrow in the list, so – Okay, so it's just because
5: he's the number one pick. All right, that makes sense. But somehow, because there's a quarterback competition in theory, that's how you have Hoyer and Stato. Yes. Okay. So not a big cause for optimism, but I think it fits Belichick's way. And here's what I mean by it. Mike Lombardi, who worked with Belichick for years and years at Cleveland and New England, he's talked about what he believes is going to be the decision-making process for the Pats. And he ticks it off very matter-of-factly. He said that he's going to get economic value. He's not going to overpay a free agent. Well, we know that's Belichick's style. There's going to be competition. Okay, I like that. And then it's going to be whoever gets decided as the starter. They build the team around them, not vice versa. They don't expect the quarterback to fit the system. The system fits the quarterback. Okay, where does any of that have to do with a guy like Cam Newton come sweeping in, a guy like whomever? I mean, Winston, some big trade. Maybe they're going to trade for – You know, Carr from the Raiders. No. Belichick has a certain way about him. And what that way is, is he's going to have a safety, vow, a basement. And Brian Hoyer, to me, might be the worst starter, but he's one of the best backups, right? By definition, if you're 36, 37, 38, you're one of the better backups, aren't you?
3: Absolutely.
5: All right, so if Fezzik's ratings are right – And I don't think they are. I think Stidham has a lot of potential. He had statistically the best preseason of any non-Tom Brady quarterback in all the Brady years. It's preseason, but still, Belichick played hardball with Brady. I mean, there's no debate about that. If he wasn't confident in Stidham, wouldn't he be less aggressive against Brady? I don't think there's any savior coming in. It would go against Belichick's way. So right now you can bet Will Stidham be the starting quarterback. There's different odds out there, but minus 125 is out there. All right? So I'm going to bet it at that number. Go find it if you want it. But then I'm going to put a little something. I'm going to say maybe one-fifth as much on Hoyer, who's 10-1. to All right, so imagine we're betting $100. It's going to be 125 wins 100 on Hoyer. Then 20 wins 200, or I'm sorry, 125 wins 100 on Stidham. And then 20 wins 200 on Hoyer. So effectively, you got a nice win unless someone comes riding in to save the day. I'm making this bet a little worse than even money that someone that starts for the Pats is in camp right now. So it's Stidham, 125, wins you 100, 20 to win you 200 on Hoyer. Jonas, what do you think?
6: Uh, I like it. That It's my strategy with horse betting. When I bet on horse races, I pick like three different winners and just yeah. hope the odds. Uh, yeah,
5: see, but you're, of you're kind of being dismissive there now, no, buddy.
6: I like it. I, I swear. I like it. I think Stidham's the guy. I'm, I uh, Hoyer's a good backup in case anything happens.
5: Yeah, we're just trying to get exposure. It won't be somebody else.
6: Absolutely. Uh, the Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas. We will be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And as always, the I Radio app.
2: Straight out of Vegas!
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny
4: USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride.